Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Backshed Bible Study for today, Monday, December 11th, 2023. I am so glad you're here. Welcome. Here I am this morning. It's uh, it's a beautiful morning outside. You know I love to say that every time. Uh, but it's gorgeous out there. My, according to my... Uh, I'm going to share my clock with you here. According to my clock, as you can see, it is 46 outside and a uh, balmy 50 degrees here in the shed. Truth be told, the uh, 46 outside is a little lower um, in the indoor. I have a heater right here next to me, right below me. And uh, so it is much warmer than that sounds. So. That's it. There we are. Uh, what a time. I have not been with you in a month, and I apologize for that. I have wanted to be here, and, uh, you know, normally we've been on this every other week cadence, and uh, we, between Thanksgiving and then the way things were lining up, um, it, with things happening at the church, it was very difficult to uh, to get here. And so I'm sorry I haven't been with you in a month, uh, but we are back. And then uh, and so I want to let you in a little bit um, because so many of you are regular. So many of you um, kind of know me and, and know what, uh, what I'm about and some of the things I'm involved in. So I want to let you in on uh, some hard times that I have been around and that have been happening here in the last week. And so it was uh, just a little over a week ago on Sunday night uh, that I got a call um, and we found out that the first grade teacher over at our kids' school, Summit Christian School, which is literally just right around the corner here from our house, uh, our first grade teacher had passed away over the weekend, last weekend. And uh, oh boy, what a what a journey uh, our school is on. Now, if you don't know, you might say, well, Cliff, why are you you know, so concerned about this school? Summit is a school our kids have been in uh, for nine. Uh, we've been a part of Summit for nine years now, uh, pretty much as long as we have lived in the Sacramento area. Um, and we love it. We're all in at this school. Uh, about a year and a half into uh, having our kids in the school, I got asked to be on the board uh, there, which was which has been a blast. Uh, about a month or two after being on the board, they asked me to chair the board uh, when the chair at the time stepped down. And so uh, that has been a, um, a big part of my life. Uh, for the last several years as being a part of Summit, being a part of the board. My wife, April, is the preschool director over there, and uh, all of our kids have gone there uh, or are there. We have three kids there right now uh, from kindergarten all the way up through sixth grade. And uh, and so we're all in, like I said, over there. And so it's a, it's a small Christian school. We have about 160 or so uh, students. And uh, when when something like this happens, it really hits our entire school community. And so um, that teacher, Lois Ann Drakowitz, uh, was her name. Uh, she'd been at the school from day one. And uh, 
And it's just this amazing, remarkable woman that uh, she taught two of my kids. We were looking forward to our youngest, uh, Emilia, being with her next year. Um, But God's got a different plan. And so as a school, over the last week, we have been grieving together and uh, and really just praying that God would uh, provide in a time of hurt and pain and uh, and that he'd provide healing. And we've seen him so clearly at work already in the midst of it all. But if you have some extra time to pray, um, please remember uh, to pray for the first grade class over at Summit. It has been a difficult journey for them as they uh, have lost their teacher and then they have subs that are filling in till Christmas and then they'll have a uh, a long-term teacher that'll step in after the um well, right before Christmas and then through the rest of the year. So it's been neat to see God provide, which is which is amazing how this is all working out. Uh, he knew, right? He always knows and uh, and provides for us in the deepest times of need. So, um, but Summit Christian School here in Fair Oaks. That's kind of where my heart has been this last week and uh, grieving together um, with that community. Uh, my heart's been other places too. I, uh, I'll tell you, I am loving Advent that we're doing at sunrise as we're, uh, going through things. The message a week ago on hope was so important to me. I just, hope is one of those things that we have to cling to, um, when at all times, actually, I was going to say when times get hard, no, all the time, uh, hope is this thing that God gives us, and and I and I look back to so many times in my life when I have had just unimaginable peace in the midst of trials and hard situations, and ultimately, what it comes down to is that peace comes from hope, and as we. As we look at what our hope is in, our hope is in eternity, our hope is in, he- in heaven, our hope is in the redemption that only Jesus Christ can bring. Uh, that is where our hope lies. And so when we don't have that hope in eternity, um, everything bad that happens on this earth is going to take us to just a low, low point, right? Um uh, th- things that happen to us, things that happen around us. If if we if we sit there and just simply believe that what happens on this earth is it, that's all, that's the end. Then, I mean, that's that's discouraging. It is, um, uh, yeah. Anyway, it it's just there's there's nothing to it, right? Um, you go through this hard life and then you die, you know, and that's that's not. What is the hope that is in Jesus Christ? Because we know a Savior came to this earth over 2,000 years ago, uh, lived uh, and and proclaimed and proved to be be the Messiah, died on the cross, and was raised again on the third day. You know, that hope in the the empty tomb, right? And uh, so because of Jesus Christ, we have hope. Uh, when times are hard, when we lose a teacher, when we lose friends, uh, when we uh, just go through hard times, when when a loved one um, loses their memory, right? 
and when our our, our people close to us um, maybe receive news that man this is this is approaching the end for them, and uh, we can have hope in eternity. Oh, so so there you go. That's my sermon for this morning. Uh, I meant to take you into Acts here, and I'm going to do that for just a couple of minutes uh, here this morning. Remind you, I, I by the way, I have so many people over here on my screen uh, that I want to say hello to. Barb, uh, yes, thank you for uh, your grace in me not being around for the last month. Susan, good to have you here. Uh, Micah D., always a pleasure to have all of you um, joining along. You know, the last time we were in the Word here four weeks ago, we were in Acts chapter 9, and and in that uh, chapter 9, we saw this moment when Saul had been, for many years, um, preaching. He had been uh, around Joppa, Damascus, and, and doing all kinds of uh, uh, things where God was at work and he was proclaiming the word of God boldly. Miracles are happening all around. Um, and he tried to remember, if you remember, he tried to go to Jerusalem. He wanted to go to Jerusalem. And the the folks there, the apostles, didn't want anything to do with them. And it was my friend Barnabas, my favorite character in the Bible, who took him and brought him to the apostles so that they would know that the things that had been happening in Saul were absolutely genuine. Everyone needs a Barnabas in their life, someone who will believe in them, someone who will um, testify to uh, the great ways that God is at work in their life. So um, that's who Barnabas was for Saul. Um, I, uh, I'd like to be a Barnabas for other people. As I've told you before, Barnabas is indeed my favorite Bible character. And because of that, um, part of it is I see so much of me that wants to be a Saul, that wants to be a Paul, you know, where I, I am, you know, the man, right? That's up front, that's speaking all the time, that's all that. But so much of me needs to be a Barnabas that is trying to um, point to others and make them better than myself, right? And um, and that's kind of what we all need to be is be a Barnabas in other people's lives. So, uh, so we we had that moment earlier in chapter nine with Barnabas and Saul and Barnabas taking him, bringing him to the apostles, and uh, and then it talks about how um, Saul had uh, uh, basically kind of enjoyed the blessing of the apostles moving forward. Then here we are, we are at verse thirty-two in chapter nine this week. It's a short one, uh, but it's a reintroduction to Peter. Um, if you remember, as we've been going through Acts over the last year, Peter is a key character. You know, now, now Paul ends up kind of taking the stage in the book of Acts for a lot of it, but Peter really started, uh, started us out in his leadership in the church and his boldness and his speaking up. Uh, if you'll remember early on when the Holy Spirit had just come, um, that uh, that Peter was key in uh, in speaking up to uh, to everybody that was kind of paying attention to what was happening with the believers, with the followers of Christ, and so we get reintroduced to Peter again here at the end of chapter nine, because here in chapter ten, in just a minute, 
uh, I'm sorry, in the uh, maybe in the next few weeks, we're going to uh, get a lot more uh, depth uh, in 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 depth into Peter. So let's just stick with chapter nine, starting at verse thirty-two. Follow along. Now, as Peter went here and there, and this is I'm sorry, I've got to stop for a second. This is the thing I love. Uh, I love about the book of Acts and that drives me crazy about the book of Acts is Luke writes this thing and Luke could care less for timelines. I, it feels that way as I'm, as I'm even reading the book of Luke this month leading up to Christmas, one chapter a day, um, uh, gets you 24 chapters, uh, gets you all the way to Christmas Eve. Pretty cool. So, uh, I should be reading chapter 11 today, although I need to catch up and read chapter 10 also just for full transparency with my friends out there. Um, but Luke, as he writes, you know he'll be he'll jump all around in timelines and uh and he does that here in the book of acts as well and so suddenly we hadn't heard at all from peter and then randomly out of nowhere we hear about peter so as, as peter was here and there among them all he came down uh, also to the saints who lived in lydda there he found a na- man named aeneas bedridden for 8 years who was paralyzed And Peter said to him, Aeneas, Jesus Christ heals you. Notice that Peter did not say, I heal you. He did not say, you're healed. He said, Jesus Christ heals you. That's important. All right? When you see the healing, who is doing the healing? When you see modern day people that say they are healers, are they healing themselves? Are they doing this work themselves, uh, supposedly, or is this something that Jesus Christ is doing? Jesus Christ heals you. Rise and make your bed. I love that. He's like, get out of this bed um, that 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 you've been in and make it, okay? Clean it up behind you. And it says immediately, I'm sorry. I just, you know, like making my bed. I hate making my bed. And Peter's like, you're healed. Make your bed. Okay. There's, there's gotta be more to that. So we're going to need to find a theologian that's studied acts a lot more than me that can talk about why on earth did Peter tell him to make his bed? Uh, there's something culturally going on there. I'm sure. Um, this is about the time that you all start dropping comments in here about making beds, just so you know. Okay. Uh, verse 35, all the residents of Lydda and Sharon saw him and they turned to the Lord. Um, so good. So Peter, uh, is used by God. Jesus heals them, uh, through Peter. And, uh, and then suddenly, all these people turned to the Lord when they saw that miracle that happened right there. Uh, verse 36. Now there was in Joppa a disciple named Tabitha, which translated means Dorcas. She was full of good works and acts of charity. In those days she became ill and died. And when they had washed her, they laid her in an upper room. Okay. Um, so notice that, that she is, she's gone. Okay. Since Lydda was near Joppa, the disciples hearing that Peter was there, sent two men to him, urging him, please come to us without delay. So Peter rose and went with them. And when he arrived, they took him to the upper room. All the widows stood beside him, weeping 
and uh, showing tunics and other garments that Dorcas made while she was with them. And so they are well into the grief cycle here already uh, with her, uh, with Tabitha being dead. Um, they, they've placed her body in this room. They've kind of cleaned her up and, and they are grieving and believe me, they know how to grieve. They are weeping. They are mourning. They are wailing. Um, they, it it is very, a, a very normal cultural thing to grieve. Okay. This is something we need to learn how to do. We need to learn how to grieve well, which sometimes, sometimes means weeping and wailing. Um, sometimes we kind of hide it. We try to, maybe we're, we're grieving a loved one. And so in that we're trying to protect others, um, from the craziness. Um, it's okay to weep. Okay. And then they are, they start remembering, they show these tunics and other garments that she had made, um, in that time. So, so they're, you know, they're doing a very normal thing. Uh, but Peter put them all outside. He's like, all right, everybody out of the room. Okay. Get out. And he kneels down and he prays and he turns to the body and he says, Tabitha, arise. You get everybody out of the room. Okay. So another really cool thing right here, I think that's important to note. Um, when you look at modern day healing movements, um, they all tend to be in front of a lot of people. Okay, you know, on a stage, get somebody up here on a stage and, uh, and you know, they're going to blow on somebody and knock them over and heal them or whatever. And, and in this moment, Peter makes everybody else leave. It's just the core people in the room there. And, uh, and, she, and he looks down, he prays, turns at the body, tells Tabitha, arise. She opens her eyes and when she saw Peter, she sat up. I wonder if he's going to tell her to make her bed. Let's find out. And uh, he gave her his hand and raised her up. And then calling the saints and widows, he pre- presented her alive. And it became known throughout all Joppa. And many, here's the result, many believed in the Lord. Okay. And he stayed in Joppa for many days with one Simon, a tanner. All right. We're going to find more. Uh, find out more about Simon the Tanner uh, down the road. But for now, God brings us uh, Luke, I should say. God, uh, speaking through Luke, uh, brings Peter back into the picture, tells, uh, tells us about Peter. Um, it's important because what's getting ready to happen in chapter 10 is Peter is going to have a vision. And this vision is going to be transformational. Um, in how the gospel gets shared. It's going to connect with Paul. It's going to connect uh, with the rest of the church and how they see the Gentiles. Um, maybe one of the most, uh, one of the one of many very important moments uh, that are brought to us in the book of Acts coming up in chapter 10. I'm excited for it. That's, uh, if you want to read ahead, um, Read about Peter's vision that starts in verse 9 and uh, about Cornelius as well, because Cornelius is going to play a big role in all of this. So there you have it. That's our moment in the book of Acts uh, for this week in chapter 9. 
and um, uh, sure grateful to I, I and I just I love getting into the word and just seeing what God has for us every day. I hope if you haven't, uh, if you'd like to jump in with me in the uh, reading of the book of Luke uh, for the month of December, go for it. It's uh, you're only 11 chapters behind. You can bust that out in a couple of days. So uh, although Luke's chapters are all very long, just, just, you know, be ready for that. There's, um, there's a lot to it. Uh, let's pray. We'll close things off and uh, be on our way for the day. Thank you, Lord, for um, the healing that you did in uh, um, these two lives uh, back here in the book of Acts. Um, one that was that was sick, another one that was apparently dead, and you raised her to life. Lord, thank you that you bring redemption, Lord. And, and sometimes, um, like I've seen in this last week, um, we don't get to see that full redemption in the time that we're on earth. And yet at the same time, Lord, we know um, that you're at work, even when somebody passes and, and enters into eternity with you, uh, Lord, I can think of no better glory than that. Um, and so I praise you uh, just for uh, the fact that Lois uh, over there at summit, she knows you, she's in your presence. Um, she sees you perfectly. And um, and I pray that you will bring hope in the midst of a, of a hard time over there right now. Uh, thank you, Lord, for all you're doing in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, thank you, my friends, for uh, for joining me here today in the cold shed. The temperature's up to 55. So just in uh, the 20 minutes, 22 minutes we've been doing this, temperature's gone up five degrees. I'm going to turn this sucker off, though, because it's running up my power bill. Uh, if you're part of Sunrise, get in on Songs of Christmas coming up this next weekend, Friday and Saturday. Friday showing is at 7. Saturday is at 2 p.m. You can go online, sunrise.church slash Christmas to get your tickets. Um, I will give you a little preview. April and I are going to do a short vignette in there about uh, the loss of our daughter, um, Elise, and uh, and the hope that we found uh, in the midst of that loss. So um, would, uh, would I we're be praying for us? Um, we're, I can't say that we're excited about it, um, but we're for, we're hopeful um, that God will use that. We always pray that He will use it, and we jump at opportunities to share about the hope that He's brought into our lives through that loss. So that's uh, going to be one small part of the Songs of Christmas dessert concert that's happening uh, Friday and Saturday at sunrise. Again, if you haven't signed up, do it. It's going to be amazing. The kids choir is sounding amazing. The, the regular choir, oh my goodness, off the hook. That's the expression I use to describe how they are these days. So uh, that's coming up, Songs of Christmas. Also, at our website, sunrise.church, um, you can get the uh, Advent devotional. I'm going to to pull this up right now, and I'm going to do a little little screen share so you can see what I am talking about. So let's see if I can um, do my screen share. I have things, um, I'm doing this a little differently than I normally do. Here we go, share screen. And um, so you'll see here, this is the Sunrise website. I'm going to go here to 
um, our Christmas page. I can click on this and that should take me to our Christmas page. Um, and uh, there it is, sunrise.church slash Christmas. Here you can get the um, tickets for the Songs of Christmas dessert concert. You'll have times for our Christmas Eve uh, services, our regular service at 10 a.m., candlelight services, 3.30 and 5. By the way, both of those candlelight services will be streamed live and we'll be jumping on early um, on both of those services. Uh, Jen Cole and I will be hosting what we call the pre-show 10 minutes before each of those. So if you happen to watch online, jump on the pre-show. We'll be uh, we'll be doing that. But then, this is what I was telling you, the Advent devotional, uh, we have one for each week. And uh, so here, if you go to week two, you click on that. Uh, it downloads, and if I open that, um, now I'm realizing I've got a screen share with a different screen here. So stand by uh, for that. I'm going to show you. Um, there we go, and here it is. That is our Advent devotional, and for this week, it is While We Wait, and you go down there. Um, it's about light, fully engaged, fully immersed, and it's a whole long devotional there that you can either print out or uh, just use in your phone, however you want to do it. Um, so there we go. That is, look at that thing. That's all kinds of stuff for every day of uh, this Advent week. That's uh, courtesy of our friends at the NAB, the North American Baptist Conference. So there you go, dear friends. Hope you enjoy that. God bless you. Have a great week. And I look forward to seeing you right back here. Uh, who knows? Maybe we'll do it next week. Um, I'm, I'm going to try to do, do this a couple more times here in the month of December. Uh, seeing as Christmas Day is December 20th, well, it's always December 25th, is a Monday. I will not be doing a backshed on Monday, Christmas Day, uh, but I'll try to get a, get another one in here. So, all right, have a great week. Love your friends. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining me for the Backshed Bible Study Podcast today. If you enjoyed it, please be sure to subscribe and leave a five-star review. The Backshed is hosted by yours truly, Cliff Carey, and is a ministry of Sunrise Community Church in Fair Oaks, California. The Backshed Bible Study can be viewed live every Monday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on Facebook at facebook.com slash sunrisecommunityonline. All video episodes are also available at youtube.com slash sunrisecommunitychurch. For more information about Sunrise and its ministries, go to www.sunrise.church. We hope you're able to join us again next time here in the Backshed.